0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hefe Sports Podcast. I'm your host, El Hefe, Jeff Hopkins. And oh my God, what a week of sports we just saw. Starting off with the Brooklyn Nets acquiring James Harden from the Houston Rockets. I mean, he got what he wanted. And after these first couple games, they look unbeatable. You look at him, Kevin Durant, he's doing what he always does. One of the best players in the league, arguably best player in the league right now. You look at James Harden, dishing the rock, hitting that step back three, unbeatable. I mean, I'm starting to worry as a Lakers fan, can we do it? But other than that, huge weekend in the NFL. The conference championships are now set. We got the Bills traveling to Arrowhead to take on the Chiefs. And then we got the Buccaneers led by Tom Brady going to Lambeau Field to challenge A-Rod and the Packers. Woo! It's going to be a great weekend of sports, man. I cannot wait for that. But we got to mention this because news broke today that the Tennessee Volunteers are basically going to the crapper. Allegedly, they were handing out bags full of money, McDonald's bags full of money, to their recruits. And... You, you really can't come back from that, I'm going to be honest. If there's evidence of that out there, this it's still allegedly right now. There's not much evidence, but if, they're, if they find concrete evidence about this, you can basically kiss the Volunteers Tennessee football program goodbye for at least three years. And Je- I know what you guys are thinking, man. You all think, Hefe? I mean, all they're doing is cheating. Everybody does it. Everybody is not giving out McDonald's bags full of cash. (laughs) I mean, come on. Like, you really can't come back from that, Tennessee. You know, y'all were already going through some tough times. Just fired your coach. Now this, not looking well for you guys. Tennessee. Any of my Tennessee volunteer fans out there, man, stay strong. It happened to Ole Miss. It's about to happen to you, but. I'll see y'all in three years, (laughs) but man, so today's going to be a very special episode. I got joining me today, the two-time All-Star from the Washington Nationals, Mr. Jay Hay himself, Josh Harrison. We get into a lot of great stuff, talking about the Players' Alliance, all the great things that they're doing with that in the MLB. We talk about his two All-Star appearances, what that was like, and How special it was for him to bring with his family with him and finally we talk about how he stays wavy in times that are uncertain and be sure you guys check that out he's got a very very special message for you guys so without further ado Tennessee volunteer fans wipe away the tears Browns fans wipe away the tears let's get going Gentlemen, welcome to the Hefe Sports Podcast. I'm here with a very special guest today. My guy, Jay Hay, Josh Harrison, my guy, Josh, what's good?
1: What's going on, Jeff, man? You know, hey, same old, same old. Another day, got life, I'm blessed. Got my wife, my kids, I'm
0: good to go. We were both at an event last month, and it was ran by the Players Alliance. Josh, and you're a member of that. It's over a 100 right. current and former players black professional MLB players, man. Can you speak a little bit about what you guys do with that organization? Man, it
1: kind of just came about um, with everything going on this past year, the past summer, um, you know, we found ourselves in times we hadn't been before, you know, we looking around is May, June and we not playing, you know, we, we used to plan, but uh, what it did was allow a lot of guys to have dialogue and uh, it actually started with a few guys. One guy actually, Edwin Jackson, um, he's played with like 14 teams. And we was all just kind of in a group chat, just checking in, you know, on each other's mental, like, hey, how everybody doing? Y'all good? Um, stay ready for the season, how's the family? And, uh, you know, with everything going on, we, ideas rolled off and, and guys kind of put together, you know, forming a player's alliance. And, and when it came to, you know, putting plans in motion, um, guys reached out said, yeah, man, I would love to be a part of it. And it was just guys putting their heads together saying, how can we, you know, make an impact in our communities? Cause what we found out was a lot of us have our own foundations or charities that we do things back home, you know but um, to do a collective, I, it collective, it was cool for us to say, you know this is from us as a collective group. We still do our things on our own but uh, just making it more unified and, and as things get rolling um, it's going to branch out to you know doing more things in our communities but at the same time allowing us to stay connected with with each other and, and making sure that we,
0: we reach those that we that that need it. that's one thing that you guys have really been great at you know you guys made this idea but you're actually putting it into work you know there was an event last last month with the players alliance in cincinnati where we were there volunteering giving back to the community giving 300 meals over 300 meals to whoever came by in a little pull-up neighborhood event so I applaud you guys for that um, I appreciate it man you know it's it's not anything that we're doing for
1: any recognition to say oh they're doing this but um with with those things sometimes recognition comes and at the same time you know spreading word of mouth for people to know about the event you know it's not Oh, look what they're doing! They're doing this. It's more so, hey, if you know somebody, anybody that needs help, you know, send them our way. You know, th- th- this is this is what we're here for.
0: Um, and, and and that's the beauty of it. Even just a presence. You guys are role models. You know, younger kids are gonna look up to you and say, "Man, if Josh can do it, maybe I can do it." Oh yeah, for sure. Representation definitely matters. Um, I was fortunate.
1: I was blessed, man. My my uncle John Shelby played eleven years in the major leagues, coached professionally this past year was his first year in like 40 years not having a job you know not coaching um, my oldest brother currently is a minor league manager um, but growing up I had that representation of an uncle that played a Older, two older brothers that you know were great athletes um, it's a lot of kids that don't have that but at the same time you you mentioned the players alliance as I mentioned we don't do it for any recognition or notoriety but you mentioned current and former players you look you mentioned myself, uh, you got, you know, Andrew McCutcheon, Jason Hayward, but then you look up and you got Curtis Granderson, CC Sabathia, um, you know, so it's not something that it's like, oh, you got to be a current player. It's guys that paved the way for us that are chipping in and say, you know what, this is something that we need to be a part of collectively because, you know, we want to progress the game forward, but not only the game, um, you know, there's more to life than baseball. And I think that's what it allows us to take a step back and let people know, like, Man, we're people. Um, we're athletes, but but we're more than that. We're people. And you know, if people
0: need help. We're willing to pitch in. That's deep. That's deep. And that's perfect, man. That's camp. I'm so glad that I was able to help out any way I could, man. Y'all are doing some great things.
1: Oh, yeah, man. It was cold out there too. You know, toes <laughs> was frozen, fingers was frozen. But you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, there were people that went home with things that
0: you know they needed that we take for granted. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it, it was cold, man. I had my OSU beanie <laughs> on. I know you love the Buckeyes. I had my OSU beanie on just chilling in the cold, man. <laughs> hey, I'm, I am
1: i don't hate anybody. I'm a lover, so I say I love everybody. But I can't say I love the Buckeyes. They cool. You know, I'm a Bearcat at heart. That's that's where I'm from. That's where I went. Um, But, yeah, I, hey, I had two hoodies on, a coat. Still cold, man. But, you know, that was the beauty of it. You a Buckeye, I'm a Bearcat. We came together for the greater good.
0: So, Josh, I want to take a little right step right here. Talk to me about the All Star game, man. Your first All Star game in 2014, it was in Minneapolis. Tell me what that experience was like.
1: Man, it was crazy. Uh, like, there's sometimes I go back and look at the pictures in my phone and just realize everything that happened that weekend. I remember when I found out it was before they released it on the internet or, you know, through the selection show. And I remember they're like, yeah, we got uh, two All-Stars this year. You know, we have a team meeting, Andrew McCutcheon. And um, actually we had three, Tony Watson, Andrew McCutcheon, and Josh Harrison. when he said it, because I didn't start the season playing, it took me till May to get, like, actually my first start came Easter Sunday. That was my first start that season. So when you talk at-bats games played at that time, that the All-Star break, I had enough at-bats and stuff, but I, I still missed pretty much a month because I had a month where I didn't start, but um, Athene pretty much selected me, handpicked me. Like, you know what, this guy—he's bounced around. We we've seen this guy play, and I just remember calling my parents, my brothers. Uh, you know, obviously, I told my wife. You know, she was in pit, but I remember like, hey, y'all can't say anything. It just got released, but uh, I'm on the All Star team, and they're like, what? Like, you know, like, hey, you can't say nothing until the night after the selection show. But um, yeah, I, next week. Our game is in Minneapolis and everything happening from, we finished, we played our last Sunday game, we were in Cincinnati playing the Reds. <laughs> and we had to get on a plane to fly to Minneapolis. It's me, my wife, my oldest daughter, Mia at the time, Andrew McCutcheon and his wife, Tony Watson and his wife and Clint Hurdle. And, uh, you know, we fly, we get there that night. Meanwhile, we're trying to get flights for my parents, my in-laws, my grandma, like, the whole nine, my middle brother, my oldest brother couldn't make it because he was all the way in Visalia, California, coaching. And just that whole week, the whole three days happened so fast. Um, there's a picture that me and my wife always look at. Um, it's the it's the same night of the All-Star Game. We're in a hotel. we both sitting on the bed. I got my suit on. She's got her dress and I'm holding my daughter. And we are looking in the camera. We just look like, yeah, we tired. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but um, it, it, it was an experience, something I'll never forget, just because – you know, I remember early that year talking to my oldest brother, like, man, they not playing me. Like, I've been here for three years. Like, I'm just waiting on an opportunity. And my brother was like, man, I got a feeling we're gonna be laughing at this at the end of the year. And I called him on it when I found out. I said, man, we ain't have to wait till the end of the year to laugh. Like, we can laugh now. So, so it it was cool, you know, because coming into the season where, you know, I was just looking for an opportunity to play, I had to wait my time and then be recognized. Um, it was cool, man, and uh, it, it was a whirlwind. It was. Three straight days of pretty much no sleep, but uh, it was cool to experience. You know, going on the red carpet, letting my family. You know, getting to meet other players and their families. Um, you know, just showing how how much of a family baseball is. Like, oh man, I've seen that guy. Like, oh man, he's cool. Like, you know, it's it's also an experience for the family.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can't imagine, man. That's goals for real. Just looking. Oh, like you said, you guys retired in that in that picture, but man, I'm just thinking in my mind like one day I want to be in that spot, not a professional <laughs> baseball player, because those days are behind me, but I want to be well, I'm with my wife, I'm with my children, just looking in the mirror like, man, I made it, we made it, and it's I
1: mean, man, that's, that, that's part of it, man, what what good does it do you to have fun <laughs> and experience those things if, you know, your family can't experience it with you?
0: Right, right, so let's take a step back, you, you talk about cuts, and I understand you guys are pretty close, you know, former teammates and everything, but if your teammates had to decide who had the most drip on that team back in 2014,
1: <laughs> you know what? I mean, it was, I ain't going to say it was going to be close, but I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to slide it to him. His pockets was a little longer than, you know, I was still getting, <laughs> but you know, that don't mean that you, without it. I mean, I still had some drip, but you know, I I, I had to pull on his coat, a little bit, Hey, what are we allowed to wear? What are we not allowed to wear? But, um, you know, I'm 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 a guy. He had the dreads going. I ain't had none of this. I ain't really had a beard. I was I, I was a baby. I was 23, 24. I was young, you know. Get my feet wet, but you know, I, I was definitely top two. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. The dreads, the dreads might have put him over top. But I was gonna ask you a dancing question, but I already know you already take the cake with that one. I seen you hit <laughs> one of the coldest millie rocks I've ever seen. That <laughs> was crazy. <laughs> You talking about this summer in Washington? Yeah, yep. You ah, that shit was so crispy, man. Oh my god. <laughs>
1: hey, that, that 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 was a lot of excitement. Uh I mean, that that was that was a exciting moment for me. We didn't even have fans in the stands, but uh you know, I, I was in spring training this past year with Philly coming in off of surgery, you know, trying to make a team. COVID happens, you know, numbers got to be shut down. You know, I end up asking for my release, Washington ends up being a blessing and the sky's a great place. And uh, that was, let me think, was that my first hit? That might've been my first hit of the season. I could be wrong. That might've been my first hit of the season. Granted it was only like my third game, but uh, that Washington, you hit a home run, you come in, they they do the line, dance party, whatever you want to do. And I just came in, I was like, oh, this Millie, like it, it just happened so natural. and. The, the rest was history. I, I I was a little, little pumped. You couldn't have told me that fans wasn't in the stands that day.
0: <laughs> man, that was cold bro. I'm telling you like, once Appreciate I see it, it. I'm like, oh my God, I'm like five one three. that's us, baby. Hey, okay, you, you know we gotta represent, man. We made, hey, we, yes, do, we don't take nothing light. Yes, sir, man. You already know what it is, man. But let's move on to the 2017 All-Star Game in Miami. Oh, yeah. Now, Minneapolis is cool, like it's it's whatever. Like that's your first one, but there is no city like Miami. How? What was that experience like, Miami? So that experience was a, a little different. Um, I I knew I made the team
1: that you know that year early on, before you know having to find out the day before. You know, like it was pretty much known. Like yes, I'll, I'll be the representative. Um, and the crazy thing is, we were in Chicago finishing up. My wife is pregnant with our second daughter. My mom can't make it to this one because my oldest brother Vince, um, the All-Star Game is like three days after my birthday in July. And my oldest brother and his wife um, were, were expecting to have my nephew at any moment. He, he was actually born like the day of the All-Star Game. So my mom stayed, you know, back to see the delivery and birth of my nephew. My dad went to Miami. He flew with me, my wife. um my oldest Mia and her cousin, cause her parents couldn't make it either. And we get down to Miami and uh, my wife's pregnant, you know, Mia is, let me think at the time, 2017, she's three. So we bring her cousin basically as like, you know, some help for us in the hotel, cause I'm gonna be all over the place with what I gotta do. Um, and, and it was cool being down there. My middle brother was able to make it with some friends and you know, they, they went off and did what they did. Uh, but this one was a little different um coming into it because it was three years later. It was my first healthy season since 2014, because 15 and 16 had injuries, broken hand, torn labrum or torn UCL on my thumb, missed some time. Uh 17 was my first year being healthy from 14. And uh I was just excited, man. Miami, I remember home run derby, Stanton, uh, Judge, they Yo, they hate balls at the home run derby. I mean, I remember having my, my oldest Mia, she was down on the field with me during, you know, Home Run Derby and stuff, like hanging out with the other kids. And it was a cool experience. Um, she probably don't remember much, but she does. She was on the, she had her jersey on, eating a little lollipop while they doing Home Run Derby. She's like, oh daddy, I want to come on the field all the time. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it don't really work like this. But, <laughs> um, you know, it, it was cool, man, uh, to experience a second All-Star game in a different city, see how things was ran. Um, and, and it was cool, man. Uh, didn't have get to have that much family with me that time due to my, you know, nephew being born. But, you know, mom stayed back. My dad came. So it, it was still a good time, man. But, but to be honest, 2014 kind of takes the cake because it was Jeter's last year. And he was in the All-Star game. First hit, hit a double. And I remember Yachty hit a home run before me, like, had hit an opera home run to tie the game. I'm like, man, this is crazy. This is nuts. <laughs> and I step up to the plate. I struck out the next at bat, but I was like, Dang, I was trying to hit a home run too, yada, yada. Yeah, all uh-huh. bets is off. I'm, I'm going for it. But, uh, <laughs> man, it was just cool, man, being around, you know, other guys, man, and, and getting to let your hair down and and not really worry about, oh, man, you, you my opponent during the season. Like, man, it's just a, just a cool time. Guys having fun. families enjoying, enjoying it because it goes fast, man.
0: That's something, like, I feel like doesn't get recognized a lot. It's a camaraderie between you guys. Like, just when you're not playing, it's like your brothers, you know? It's just like. We out here just doing our thing and just chilling. doing it, yup. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, let's talk about this year a little bit. So you're going into your 11th year as a pro and you're a two-time All-Star and a Heart and Hustle Award winner. Did you ever think that you are gonna make it this far when you were just a little kid in your kitchen playing with your brothers with a little fork a little balled up <laughs> piece of paper?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um and, and that ain't me giving a cliche of, oh, I've always dreamed this, but I mean, literally my first job was baseball. Never had a job growing up through high school. Um, I grew up playing football, basketball, and baseball, but probably never had a job because I was the youngest of three, I was spoiled. Um, <laughs> I was probably the only one of my brothers that never had a job at high school. But um, realistically, man, as I got older, I was just like, this This is what I want to do. And it wasn't until I got older that it really came to fruition. But it, it wasn't anything you was going to tell me that was going to deter me from saying, oh, you're not going to be a baseball player. Because, I mean, that's, that was the first sport I played. I played football, basketball, and baseball. But baseball was the first one I played. And it was just the, the fork in the paper ball. That was, that was me coming out the womb. Like, hey, this is what I'm playing. I don't care what y'all saying, but this is what I'm going to play. Yep. I uh, fell in love. I mean, I j-
0: j- j- just stuck with it. Let's talk about this year that you got coming up. 162 games, and it's going to be a crazy season. You know, COVID's going rampant in the right. NBA right now. We'll see what it does to the MLB. We kind of saw with this past year what it did. But, I mean, we just got to pray. And, Josh, I, I'm i going to pray for you, man. Like, I hope this season's going to no, be – No, I appreciate it. And just – we can get through all 162 games, and you guys end up in a great spot.
1: Yeah. uh, The plan – like you said, I plan on playing 162. We've already been – Inform, a hey, be ready for regular spring training, you know 162 games, uh, which is what we've always been prepared for, and um, I think we'll be fine, man. We we played you know a 60 game season last year, finished on time. Probably had the worst outbreak of all sports when you talk about the Marlins, or the Brewers, the Cardinals. There were so many teams that had delays, but we still finished on time. It was it caused for a lot of double headers here and there, but at the same time, uh, you know we got through it. We got through the playoffs learned a lot about how to, you know, go about preparing for, for this upcoming season. Granted, nothing's ever gonna work exactly how it's planned, but uh, I think we got a better idea and understanding of how to to make this thing work. Um, yeah. and, and just with everything, it's gonna have to be adjustments made, but, uh, you know, guys are ready to play, man. We, we, 60 games, you know, it was enough. You know, it's, it's better than nothing. Um, so, so for us, you know, we're looking at it, normal offseason. Granted, we know there's still going to be some different protocols and stuff in place, but, uh, you know, bottom line is we're still prepared to play a normal 162, have a normal spring training. Um, whether that's with fans or without, we we don't really know much about any of that, but uh, I'm sure some of those things are coming to, you know, play the more that, you know, vaccines are rolled out for people and and, and things. But, uh, you know, for us, you know, we we knew finishing the season last year was a big deal because we finished. NBA finished, NFL's finishing, NBA started back up. Um, just with anything, you know, you can have outbreaks here and there, or no matter what. But uh main thing is, you know, we're going to have to make adjustments and, and, you know, keep a watchful eye on it.
0: Right, right. So let's talk about some of your goals this year. It's going to be a big year. Y'all are looking really, really good, man. Just added Kyle Schwarber. What are some goals for you? And obviously, what are some goals for the team? Uh,
1: first and foremost, you know, the goal for the team. I mean, I, I don't care who you are. You want to win the World Series, um, and, and we we have the pieces in place, man. Last year, you know, had some injuries. Uh, Miss uh Castro broke his thumb, uh, you know, or or wrist. Uh, we, we we had some injuries, had some banged up guys. Um, got a full off season to come back, be fully healthy, and and first and foremost, that that's the goal as the team for sure to win. Uh, I don't think anybody ever wants to sit here and say, I just want to play 162 games. Like, I don't want to. Just <laughs> I just want play to get 162. my money and be done. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, but uh, I've never been one that set personal goals, just like, oh, I want to hit this or I want to do this. Um, I've always been a firm believer that my, my body of work is going to speak for itself. Um, I, I I take care of my body, I, I trust myself, I work out. Um, I know giving healthy. That I'm gonna do what I'm supposed to do. Jay Hay gonna, gonna well. be there. Jay Hay gonna do you know what, what he I, do. And 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 I've had to learn that over the course of my career. I, I'm hard headed. My wife would tell you I have played through things I probably shouldn't have. Um, you know, hence Detroit. But it didn't start in Detroit. It started my last year in Pitt. That just happened to carry over and wear and tear, plan on things, compensating. Uh, it ended up making me have to sit down for eight months to re- recover and and. You know, pretty much retrain my body and get rid of those compensations that I did. But, uh, man, I've always said to people, even All Star games, people. Oh, man, did you ever imagine this? Did you, did you do this? Do you prove like, how's it feel to prove people wrong? And I said, man, I'm gonna stop you there. I've never been the type that really cares what other people say to say. Like, oh, I'm doing this to prove them wrong. Because, to be honest, what I do don't make or break them. Mm-hmm. and what they do don't make or break me like what matters is the belief that i have in myself and i've always been a confident guy um so i've always said given if i'm healthy i'm gonna do what i do and the body of work and speak for itself um and and that's always how i've been prove myself right but that also comes from having two older brothers like i mean i ain't got to prove nobody wrong i had two other brothers that ain't taking light on me so what somebody else of me i don't really care what other people's expectations are of me because i mean what does your expectation do for me it doesn't motivate me anymore like if right. i ain't got the motivation in myself to to want to go do it um you know i i think a lot of people can get lost in trying to prove or satisfy others when it's like you know what i mean you got to do what you do for you And don't get me wrong it does feel good sometimes to have that satisfaction like yeah i remember you doubted me you know what I, I, who got the last laugh now but at the same time it's like oh i'm not setting out say, man, he wrote a bad article about me. I got to go show him like, you write bad articles about a lot of people. What you say don't mean it's right, don't mean it's wrong. But at the same time, it's a lot of things behind the scenes that, you know, people don't understand. We play through injuries. People are playing, you know, dealing with outside factors with family that, you know, it's it's so much that goes on that I don't really care what people say or think of me Um, in a sense of like, oh, he's not this, he's not that. Cause whether you're an athlete, or anything, first thing that comes with self-belief, self-belief, anything that you wanna do, don't let others deter you from the way you think or how you wanna go about it. And if right. they negative, keep it moving. I'm not gonna dwell on, on negative energy, because I mean- That'll what, bring what, you down what I, what with them. Exactly. And yeah. and that's what they want you to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, and shoot, I'm kind of experiencing something like that right now where, I got this thing. I've been doing it for six months now. Like I'm starting to get my notoriety up. I'm starting to build up my brand on social media. And you just, you hear that little stuff in the background, but like at the end of the day, like exactly what you said, man, like the only person I'm trying to please in my life is me. And the only thing that I'm trying to do is make it so I can give it back to my family and generations Mm -hmm. beyond me.
1: Bring, bring you joy. Ain't nothing like, like a happy family, man. Like same thing you talk about my wife she owns her own business and uh entrepreneur that was that was a lot of the growing pain she had for her because when you build your own website you upload the product you take the picture you do everything you know people gonna say what they want sometimes you take things to heart especially but it's, you know what that person a lot of people say things just because you're doing something that they wish they could hmm They just don't want to put in the work. And if they see you putting in the work, they're going to do anything to pull you back down or get to where they back are. Like, yeah, told you you couldn't do it. No, you just didn't want me to do it. Right, right. And you couldn't
0: do it. You couldn't do it. That's the crazy thing. Man, one of my friends just texted me and said, James Harden, I think he might've got traded. I
1: know I know. I saw him in the reports or whatever uh, they, they were talking about. I know I saw his article or his his report saying that it was pretty much past repair. Bro, where would he go? Where did he go? to? The Nets got him. Where, where he was originally trying to go. Yeah, but so, that is so. So him, Kyrie, KD.
0: But they can't. They right?
1: can't keep everybody.
0: though. That's the thing. No, that you're not trading Kyrie. You're not trading Durant. Uh huh. It's like the only thing that ESPN has right now is the Brooklyn Nets are acquiring James Harden in a blockbuster deal. And Woz tweeted it.
1: Because you, you, you're not trading Kyrie, you got John Wall. Durant just signed, like you, you're you not trading neither one of those two. So how was how that? You could say the dynamic can work, but it, it's not the Warriors with Steph, Clay and KD. That was an unselfish group. <laughs> right, right, exactly. I mean, I ain't saying hard and selfish, but he's a dude that like the ball in his hands and Kyrie, that's how we perform the ball
0: in his hands and i just i swear bro you cannot play with all those egos in one ball like and Steve Curry is a, he's a first year coach how are you going to manage you know them they 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 got a chance to 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 prove
1: themselves right and not other people wrong. hey <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> bro what are we talking about that is exactly what we're saying yeah. Oh, my god yeah all right all right James Harden, <laughs> James Harden, Kyrie, and KD, man, go hey, do your thing. Wish, wish them the best, wish them the best. <laughs> go do your thing, but, for real. But go we ahead. also
1: know sports doesn't necessarily mean the best team on paper win. That's true. But you have instances where, where it does. I mean, it's a team sport. They're they gonna have to sacrifice and it, it, it'll show.
0: So Josh, I, I got a segment on my show called Stay Wavy, where we talk about a specific moment in your life where your back was against the wall, Everything seemed like it was going against you. And there was somehow, some way you made it through and you stayed wavy. So do you have a specific example of that in your life?
1: I told you it was gonna come back, didn't I? Yep, you did. So you did. I'm, I'm gonna
0: start off. I'm, I'm I'm gonna start off with my my
1: favorite Bible verse. I found it in college. First Peter 5, 6. It says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. I found this in college. But I even apply it to daily life where being a, being a parent, being a husband, being a brother, like, you know, there's things we can't control. Everything's gonna be on God's timing. And that time that you talk about that is my senior high school where I said, I graduated the day that I signed my national letter of intent. Had no idea where I was going. For those that don't really know about baseball, baseball doesn't get full scholarships. Um, so for a team of 30 to 35 players, the, the best school, only has 11.7 scholarships to divide amongst 30, 35 people. Um, And I remember it was just God's timing, man. I told you, I was thinking of going to a JUCO. Here we are two, three weeks before I graduate. I don't know where I'm going. We're going through the state tournament. Um, I'm playing well. UC calls, hey, we want to set up a visit. Set up a visit, I'm in Cincinnati, I'm from there. I ain't got to make no outrage. We visit, my brother, who I told you, you know, was back with his surgery, had been through the whole visiting process with football, basketball, and baseball. My brother's Larosa's uh, athlete; he's in the Hall of Fame for Larosa. Like my brother was a big deal. Wow. Um. So him and my dad going on this, you know, college tour. You know, obviously they know they've been to recruiting uh, visits, this or that, and you know, at the time they're like, yeah, man, you know, thirty percent. And I didn't come from a rich family. Thirty percent. You mean seventy percent? We still got to come up with seventy percent of. Tuition and everything for me to be eligible to play, had to apply for outside scholarships. Um, So we get two weeks down the road, we're playing Moeller High School, who is the defending state champions. We're playing them at UC. We knocked them off six to four, but I had like two hits, stolen base. I made this game-saving catch at shortstop with the infield in where I went over my shoulder and I remember catching it saved the run and everybody's like, man, how did you make that play? How did literally after the game? Indiana calls. Um, like schools start calling, like, hey man, nice play. Like, hey, we we're interested. A week later, the the draft happens for the major league baseball is coming up. UC's got some seniors, some juniors, whatever the case may be. I just remember they're like, man, we really want you to come. I'm like, I mean, 30%, like. I ain't saying I want a hundred, but I, I would love a hundred, but I get a baseball. don't get full rides. When it came down to it, here I am a week from graduating. UC goes, we have a 70% offer more than double. Mm. So I got 70% um, outside of that scholarships, you know, from maybe my church some outside scholarships, with, which actually helped with, with what school got paid for. But when you talk about staying wavy, I told you, I, You asked me about my high school and did I think, oh, I got to go to college. I got it. I literally one day at a time, just because I I mean, I was undersized, but everything happened so quick. And it was like the same day that I woke up at six in the morning to go to my school for senior breakfast for the day we graduating. That day, I woke up at 6 a.m., signed my national letter of intent, went to school for the school breakfast for the seniors. They canceled school and we went up to Dayton because we was playing in the state final four. So all of that happened in the same day. And it was a week before that, all my classmates, hey, where are you going to school? And I'm like, "Uh, Wild Bass, Druco in Illinois. Like, huh? You got a three eight? Yeah, but they gonna let me play baseball. And sure enough, the rest was history after that, you know, went from 30% to 70%. And then, you know, the, the rest was history, but that, that was definitely a time that i had to stay wavy whether i knew it or not you know my, my favorite bible verse hadn't hit it yet but it but it stuck true to me I always remain humble everything was on god's timing and uh same thing happened my junior year of college got drafted everything was on his timing. and you know you shouldn't hear i can do this it's on him so that was a time when i had to stay wavy
0: man that's special that is a special story man that's that's gonna be told forever man from princeton <laughs> I'm from Princeton. I'm in Princeton right now, repping Princeton. Man, that's gonna be a story told forever. Man, that's that's a great story. That's a great story. That kind of leads me into this this last part of the interview, where you know you've been through a lot in your life, Josh, and you've had so much success. I want you to give your flowers. Who is who is somebody or some people in your life that you wouldn't be in the spot today if it wasn't for them?
1: First and foremost, God. That's number one. Um, after that, man, my parents, uh, my parents are still married to this day. My dad literally coached me and my brothers, both of my brothers in football, basketball, and baseball growing up until we got to like middle school, high school. Um and my mom, we we know mom, she had to deal with three boys. <laughs> oh, but it wasn't just three but it wasn't just three boys because any given weekend, we all got a friend spending the night, cause my dad was the coach. Somebody needed a ride. Um so, so, so that, and then man, my brothers, man, I, I was that annoying little brother, but uh, they ain't take it easy on me. I, I got beat up, pushed in the walls, like I was getting my shot blocked. I wasn't scoring, like they didn't take it easy on me. Which, which once I got amongst my peers, made it easier for me to say, you know what? I've already had it way worse than this. Like, ain't nothing worse than trying to score a bucket on your your brothers on a little tights rim that every shot you put up is get out. Like, you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Ain't 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 no oh let him score he's little oh if I went to play with them and they they put me on the team hey if I pass you the ball you better hit that shot <laughs> like you know what I mean like what you mean I'm I'm ten they sixteen hey if I pass you the ball you better hit that shot or like you know what I mean so mm-hmm. none none of this is possible without God my parents do, making the sacrifices they made me being the youngest brother being able to pick up off of them and then uh, even my wife uh, she's had to make sacrifices I told you she owns her own business. Um, I don't want to say a lot of that had to get put on the back burner, but we had to make adjustments. Cause you know, you, you talk about a schedule where she's having to deal with, if I'm gone, she's got our daughter. She's got, you know, not only that, Oh, she's got to get them to school. She's got her business. She's got other stuff that she wants to do. So got to give her her flowers too. Cause baseball is a hectic schedule. It's so a lot to put up with.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that's crazy. And she's a lady boss, man. That's huge. Oh, man. That's huge. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm good. When I'm done, hey, she called off-season Britney
1: season. I'm, we actually, this interview is actually cutting into Britney season, but we'll tell her I'm on break
0: right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, Josh, I'm going to let you get back to Britney season, man. Thank you so much for coming on, and thank you for being on the Hefe Sports Podcast.
1: Appreciate you having me on, man.
0: Well, y'all, that's going to do it for me. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Hefe Sports Podcast. Keep up with everything Hefe Sports at Instagram at Sports underscore podcast and on Twitter at Sports underscore pod. And make sure y'all go check out my new YouTube channel, Hefe's World. You can find every single interview on there. You can see my beautiful face and you can see all of my guests' beautiful face. And it's a great show, man. Make sure y'all go check that out. But I'll be back next week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Peace.